Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, beautiful. Welcome to the New Truth Podcast, episode 176, how to stop comparing yourself to other women. Oh my God, this is a big one and such an important episode. This was actually a, a special request from a, a dear client of mine. And I feel really excited to talk about this today because I spent many, many, many years of my life freaking riddled with comparing myself to other women. Um, you know, pretty much to every woman I was around, my saboteur, my, my mind would come up with all the reasons why she was better than me and why I sucked and why she was prettier or more successful, or I could never be like that. And it was this like living inside of a torture chamber inside of myself comparing. And so I have so much to say about this episode, but I will let you start. <laughs> I mean, I I don't think I've ever met a woman who doesn't do this, you know, like I just want to also recognize and, and not normalize in the sense that you just have to deal with doing this, but normalize it in the sense of in patriarchal culture, in a culture that very rarely celebrates the good enough, right? Like capitalistic culture is everything better, stronger, faster, richer, prettier, Right. And if you didn't have emotionally intelligent parents who knew how to nurture the authenticity of their child, the second we enter kindergarten, comparison begins. Right. So I first really want to everyone anchor, you know, that I've been conditioned to do this. Right. So stop making yourself wrong of like, I'm a failure because I'm doing this or I'm super, super stuck. I'm conditioned to do this. And if you've been listening to the podcast, but you've heard me say this before, because I want to actually give you a really important practice. I, I mean, I was debilitated by comparison. Like I couldn't function. Like I would sign on to social media and it would, and I would be on the phone with my coach, like having a nervous breakdown, <laughs> right. About why I'm not enough and they're better. And I'm not, you know, where I should be. Right. And so first of all, self-esteem, authentic self-esteem is I am neither better than nor less than anyone else. And authentic self-esteem means that you can honor your gifts and know that your gifts don't make you better and your flaws don't make you worse. And that's what self-love is. And I really want to remind you that men are not looking at a lineup of women and they don't choose to partner with the prettiest woman. That's not how love happens. It's not how, that's how dirtbag, you know, horrible <laughs> toxic men choose, right? Because they don't actually care about the soul of the person they're dating. 
But if you want a soulful relationship, that's not how the choice is being made. It's not who people choose to be around because everything's going to change, but our souls stay intact. And most of all, comparisons happening, really, it's most rampant when we don't know how to honor ourselves. We don't know how to own what our gifts are. We don't know how to nurture who we are, and we don't know how to rest in being good enough, right? Imagine not having to chase being the best, you know, and that's, and unfortunately, that's the world we live in. And I am like deeply in this right now, thinking about how to raise my daughter, right? And how to do this from you know, to help her not compare. And there's things that I won't have control over, right? Like what happens at school, right? Or what happens with friends that she's around or other people's homes. But when you nurture someone's self-esteem, that's helping them know that they are enough. And then when you compare, you can, it, it can happen. And then you can just remind yourself that everyone is unique and everyone has gifts and everyone has flaws. Fucking social media makes it seem like they don't. And I'm not going to go on a social media rant right now, but that's the problem with social media. It makes it look like they must not ever struggle with being insecure. They must never compare. They must never fight with their partner. They must never have a bad body image day. Like we have to grow up and take responsibility for what happens on social media, which is a perfectionistic um, Pollyanna culture. Everyone struggles. Everyone, everyone suffers in their own way because that's what it means to be human. No one has like got some magic secret of not, but you stop comparing yourself when you know how to live from the inside out, right? When you know who you are and what your gifts are and how to celebrate that and to know what your flaws are and not think that you're worse from anybody else on the planet because you have them. Yes, yeah, all that. And I'm so glad you started with the culture sets us up. Because, you know, I'm thinking of The Bachelor, <laughs> like oh everything, right. but like think about The Bachelor has been that. around for what, like 20 years now? So, it was so long, too insane. long. Insane. <laughs> it's been around for so long. And um, on that show, like how many millions, billions, I don't know how many people watch that show, millions and millions and millions, um, but sh- or shows like that, too hot to handle, like who's choosing who and like even the fairy tale competition and exactly. And it's like even fairy tales, even Bridgerton, even the original fairy tales, it's like Cinderella is at the ball and she's trying to show off that she's the perfect one in the room so that he chooses her. And it's all based on how she carries herself, what she looks like. And same with The Bachelor. It's like everyone's fighting elbows out to to win the guy's attention. And, you know, this choosing fairy tale story keeps us so um, disconnected from the real, from our true selves. And it keeps us, you know, it's, it's really the shape shifter, right? It's like, I need to become something so that you choose me. And so of course you're comparing yourself to other women. Like this is our deep, deep brainwashing. It's the programs that live inside of your mind that play over and over and over again. They have been there since you were a child. And now we have social media on top of it where every day, you know, unless you have tremendous self-discipline or you've deleted social media every day, people go on social media and scroll and like, see, they're comparing themselves either to a highlight reel or to a bunch of filters. There's even apps that change people's bodies. Yeah, I was gonna say AI is taking over social media now. (laughs) Exactly, and change people's faces. And like, so you're just comparing yourself to everyone's fake lives. And you know, the statistics around 
people who post a lot about their happy relationships aren't actually really happy. People that are really happy in relationship aren't are, are trying to convince the world that they're happy by posting a million pictures of them and their partner. So here we are comparing ourselves to, you know, the the fake life or the fake person or the highlight reel. That's not the whole picture. And, you know, what comparison is, is it's, it's pedestaling someone else, which as soon as someone else is on a pedestal, you are beneath them. And of course you're going to be less than take be it's, it's, a, it's really a form of harming ourselves and hurting ourselves. And I, I, when you were talking earlier, I was thinking of the, I don't know, I might, I mean, I'm definitely dating myself um, to the class of 1999. Do you remember the always wear sunscreen song by Baz, Baz Learman? Uh, oh yeah, you're too young. Okay. It's a phenomenal song. Everybody look it up right now. Baz Lerman, <laughs> the guy, he's like a film director. Um, he has a song called to the class of 1999, always wear sunscreen. I think it's just called wear sunscreen. And it, 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 I, I, I graduated in 1999, so it was for me, but he has phenomenal advice in it. And one of the things he says is the race is long and in the end, it's only with yourself. So, you know, and everything you said until you know yourself fully, like I used to be riddled with comparison, but it's because I wasn't home. I was living from my saboteur and my wounded child. And I wasn't home inside of myself. I didn't know my worth because I wasn't operating from it. And so the journey of comparison falling away from me, we will share tips and tools today on how you can actively shift from the energy of comparison. And the bigger thing that's going to shift it, it's like you can focus on the problem or you can shift your attention to fully awakening and coming home to yourself, which is a journey. And that takes investing in yourself. And that takes working with Catherine or I, or coaches that have programs that help you come home to yourself right. and doing the, the soul work or getting in alignment with your soul and learning how to live from that place. Because I don't compare myself to other women anymore. And I used to do it nonstop, but it's only because I didn't know myself. So I would look around me and I was operating from self-sacrifice. I was a people pleaser. I was a fantasy addict. I was, so of course I was constantly comparing everyone else was better than me because I wasn't even home. And the practice, one of the biggest practices that ha helped me in the beginning is everything that you see, like life is a mirror, everyone around you that you see when you're jealous of them or judging them or comparing yourself to them, they are representing something that you are disconnected from. Mm. So for me, I used to be very, I used to be very insecure around women that were sexual or sensual that were like, had that, that sort of energy. And it's because I was like girly and playful and bubbly. And I was like, not a woman. Right. So every time I, and, and I used to be insecure around women that were powerful or outspoken or, um, you know, boundaried. And so all of those were just mirroring parts of myself. I needed to start fostering and needed to start cultivating and needed to start paying attention to. So make a list, you know, if comparison is something you experience, make a list of like, what are the qualities that you are comparing yourself to and what is it representing for you? So even um, I, I have a client who talks about how she, she's really um, doesn't, she, do, she doesn't, you know, spend hours and hours getting ready anymore, but she's around women who do. And so when she's around them, she feels like, oh, am I doing something wrong? Should I be, should I be taking care of myself like that? And it's not necessarily apples to apples. So if someone's like 
perfect looking and they've got, you know, tons of plastic surgery and their, their hair is blowed out perfectly and their nails are done perfectly. And it doesn't mean that that's the thing that you aspire to, but maybe they're representing like taking time for themselves. And maybe that's the thing you haven't done. So there's a reflection in it. It's something that's shut down in you or that you're not paying attention to in you, which means there's, there's actually gold in every, mm-hmm. every person that you compare yourself to. And we're back to, you can't make it out of this life alive without radical responsibility. (laughs) And there's the first element of I'm comparing because I've been conditioned to be in a world of competition and most of all around men, right? We're all competing for men. Like that's the the world of women, right? And um, body image and beauty is somehow what makes us the best, right? Rather than knowing that we are enough and, and, you know, we're working on finding the body image experts to join us on the podcast. We know that's a long time coming, um, to talk about, but this, this piece of, I compared myself when I mostly wasn't taking responsibility for myself. Like, I really want to bring this home that you are plagued with comparison when you not only are not nurturing yourself, you're actually bored in your own life. And then you're judging and being jealous of other people who are just busy living theirs, Mm. right? Like what's the elementary school, right? Keep your eyes on your own paper, (laughs) you know, like that is for me, that was actually what helped me stop comparing and being inspired by other women is noticing that usually when I was really deep in comparison and judgment, I wasn't doing something for myself, right? I was jealous of how other people were showing up because I was not showing up for myself or I was comparing the success of other people's businesses because I was unwilling to take responsibility for how I was operating in my business. Um, and I love that example. Cause that's an easy one about women judge. I mean, God, we need an episode on just how women judge other women, you know, but what's usually happening in judgment is, a you know, one, you're conditioned to hate women. Like we're conditioned to, to see each other as enemies, but not looking, looking at how to be inspired by other women and, and seeing how, right. Everything is possible for you, right? No one is more special around how they tend to themselves or how they operate in the world or the kind of relationship they have. You know, when I was with my ex, oh my God, I wanted everybody else's relationships. And look, reminder, when you sign on to social media, all those relationships that you want, you are seeing a blip. You're seeing 30 seconds of that person's relationship. And for all, you know, they were fighting five seconds before leading up to the picture they just took or the reel they just took, right? No one's relationship is perfect. And it feels really important to remind you that it's not someone's on social media's responsibility to have, you know, that they are human because a lot of people are unwilling to do that. It's your responsibility when you go out into the world to remember that we are all human, right? And to be responsible for how much time you spend on social media. And I will say, I mean, I I compared myself to other women mostly because I grew up with two sisters, right? So I'm the oldest of three girls. My parents fostered competition. I mean, like the thing they would, my mother would say, so-and-so is the smartest. So-and-so is the fastest. So-and-so is getting, you know, better grades at school. Like there was, there wasn't an environment and okay. My mother, I mean, 
like I won't get into who my mother is, but not a woman who was practicing conscious parenting or emotional intelligence or aware of the fact that she was raising three daughters and what that would mean for the kind of behavior she needed to model for herself. Because my mother also put other women down, right? I did grow up with that. And so this place of when you don't have someone affirming you and validating you and encouraging you and supporting you, because now I want to go into the importance of girlfriends, right? Like how many times do Kate and I have to talk about the importance of this, right? Like I stopped comparing myself to when I had people deeply love me, when I had friends be able to reflect the truth of who I was and who validated, celebrated, supported, encouraged, um, inspired, like we did powerful things together, because then you just don't have time to compare because you're too busy cheering each other on and rooting for each other's greatness and wanting the best for each other. And as some, you know, I'm not someone who's like a huge human design astrology person. I'm, I'm just not. However, the gifts of those things mm. also help, you know, comparing myself to other people is insane because I might have a completely different design than that person. And with that said, most women are so busy making themselves wrong if we don't fit the patriarchal capitalistic culture, right? Like I, I used to say, you know, with people um, with um, lots of kids, you know, like, how do they, how do they do it? You know, what you're not seeing on social media is how much help they might have, you know, yes. um, or parents that live with them. You know, like we, you don't know someone else's life and someone else just might have a shit ton of fucking energy. And that's, what's true for them. And that doesn't make me bad or wrong or less than because I don't have the level of energy that they have. Right. And we just don't know how to affirm ourselves. Like we don't know how to validate what is real for us because we're so busy comparing to the perfect woman that patriarchy and capitalism has made in a box, right. Which is the woman who can have it all and do it all. Actually, we can't you know, and, and we need and, support <laughs> and nobody has it. Like and I can't even tell you it. how many clients I've worked with who absolutely, even sometimes at first I'll be like, wait, what, why do you need me? You're, you're perfect. Like my saboteur, like it, it, it is unbelievable. It does not matter how good someone's life looks like on the outside or how good they look on the outside, how perfect they might be showing the world that they are on the inside, everyone's going through the same thing, the same yes. inner battle, the same self, you know, talk, the same, um, turmoil inside. That's the truth. And we're here we are as women. Caring. Exactly. That's why sisterhood is so important. That's why group work is so important. I'm just coming off, uh, the immersion in Corfu, which was, I mean, the most phenomenal week. It was so beautiful, but one of the greatest gifts of that experience is all these powerful, successful, amazing women who are up to really big things are sitting together at this beautiful estate in Greece in a, in a room, sharing their deepest pain, sharing the, every corner of themselves. And all of a sudden they don't feel so alone. Yes. They, they, they realize, oh, wait, I judged you as being perfect and having it all. But now that I'm sitting in a circle with you and you're opening your heart to me, I'm seeing that you're in the same insecurity and pain I am in. You've just put up a good facade that everything's perfect on the outside, just like I have. And even though every perfectionist I've ever met doesn't feel perfect on the inside because it's unattainable and because your life is not for everybody else, it's for you. So that's what I want to talk about. Like the, the biggest 
thing with comparison is it's when you're it's when you you have the saboteur life that you are the scripted woman who's checking all the boxes making sure you have the perfect face that doesn't age making sure you have the perfect body making sure you have the perfect job the perfect husband or wife the perfect house the perfect whatever you are mm-hmm. subscribing to this idea that you and your life are supposed to look a certain way that you on and on the inside you feel like oh my god I'm doing it wrong I'm not where I should be blah 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 you're you're subscribing to this scripted life that is not yours that's not coming from your soul it's coming from this idea of who you're supposed to be from that place you're always going to compare yourself because your soul there's an incongruency your soul is like wait a second this doesn't feel good now i'm anxious your saboteur is like do the thing get the perfect house lose 10 pounds do this then you'll feel better you got to look more like her you got to be more like that you got to have your house look more like that person's house you're, you're, you got to have a relationship like that woman, then you'll be enough. Like that's, it's this wounded little kid underneath that's driving the behavior that's driving this desire to try and compete with everyone that's comparing you to everyone and having you feel so shitty. So when you're operating from that part of yourself, that's how you're going to feel. And you're never going to stop comparing yourself because you're not home in your soul. You're not doing what feels good. So one of the biggest keys is to notice where in my life am I performing? Where am I doing this for, for everyone else's perception of me and my physical appearance and my life versus how do I feel? I'm on this date. Am I just saying yes to another date because I'm 35 and I'm supposed to be married and I need to find someone and this guy's okay? Or what? Like, what? where am I making this choice from? Does it feel good? Do I feel good? Does this feel inspiring? Does this feel, do I feel peaceful? Do I feel expanded? Do I feel you know, inspired, it like pay so much more attention to how you feel than to what you look like. Even, um, you know, at the immersion, the beauty photo shoot at the end, I've talked about this before, but we do this goddess photo shoot at the end where every woman is in the embodiment of her heroine. She's fully in her body, turned on, expanded, heart open, present in the moment, like home in herself, like she's never been before by the end of the experience and she in the photo shoot looks like a different person is like the most radiant beautiful woman in any room because she's home that's what beautiful that's what beauty is that's what magnetism is that's where you're going to attract soul love that's where you're going to attract aligned purpose that and i have so many clients who leave the immersion and their life purpose falls in their lap or they write a book or they because you're home their gifts are revealed like when you are operating from this scripted life and you're pretending to be who you are not you're going to constantly compare yourself that's why i used to because i wasn't living my truth so this is the new truth podcast when you come home to your truth you start getting fucking honest with yourself. You start paying attention to what feels good and what doesn't feel good. Nurturing the parts of you that you're comparing like, okay, sensuality and sexuality with these women who are oozing that. How can I start to nurture those parts of myself? Oh, there. Oh, okay. Now that I feel my own sensuality, my own sexuality, I no longer feel threatened by women like that. I no longer compare myself to women like that. So it, that is the key. It's like, pay attention to how you feel and create a life that 
feels good. Spend your time surrounding yourself with people that you feel good to be around, that you have open, honest, vulnerable conversations. Like the more that you live from this place, you just stop comparing because you don't need to, your life is your own. And you know that you're just living it and you're, you're living it. That's the problem. People aren't living their lives. They're, they're too busy performing their life for everybody else and everybody else's approval that they don't feel good. And then of course you're going to compare yourself. Yeah, it's this, it's the same message again and again and again. And the, the last thing I'll say is the truth of codependency and the truth of the pain of women is an external referencing system, right? Am I in, right, looking to men, right? Am I enough for you? How many women, I mean, my God, how many times this past week, as you listen to this episode, it's only Tuesday when it comes out, right? How many times have you already called a girlfriend and said, what do you think I should do? How many times have you even outsourced decisions about your life. Like I really want to bring home coaching is not outsourcing your power. That's toxic codependency in the coaching industry, right? The best kind of support is someone who helps you come home to know your inner authority and your inner voice. And the greatest, like I have grown more in self-love and confidence when I've taken responsibility for my decisions actually. Like when I've even gone against what some other people have told me to do. Remember my Hawaii trip? No one in my life supported that. No one Mm. supported that. Um, moving in with Andrew, no one supported that. Everyone thought I was moving. I was moving too fast, right? Everyone was all worried about me, but here's the thing. When I made that decision, it was from a place of radical responsibility that said, even if we break up, I will be okay. I wasn't in some kind of fantasy ride of, I don't care what anyone else think like that, that adolescent, I don't give a fuck what you think I'm going to do what I want. No, it was, thank you so much for your care and concern. I understand that you are worried about me. And this is something I am hundred percent truly wanting and feel good about. And I'm going to be okay if it doesn't work out. Mm. The most important thing, and this, this is going to be another episode for me, cause it's been in the, in the ethers for me lately. When I want to talk for a second about the pain beyond just comparison, a woman who doesn't trust herself, a woman who outsources her authority is the woman who ends up in controlling and abusive relationships. So ending comparison is not just this like cute thing that we want you to do for self-love. Like this is how you change your life. Like this is how you coming home is saying, I'm going to radiance is nothing to do with what you look like. So I love that what you just said about the photo shoot, right? It's nothing to do with what you look like. And you can only be as radiant to the proportion that you take care of yourself. Right. And when you are outsourcing your authority, when you're outsourcing your truth when you're outsourcing your looks, right. We're asking, and you're going on dates, asking men, am I worthy? Am I good enough? Rather than saying, are you good enough for me? What do you bring into the table? My life is amazing. Right. What do you have to offer? That's how your life changes. And the, the external referencing, you know, when Kate says, how do you feel? How do you feel? Like I can feel my traumatized self 10 years ago of hearing you say that it would have been like, what, what the fuck does that mean? Um, so the, uh, to deepen what the, you know, referencing how you feel it's internally referencing, right? It's pausing long enough to bring your hand to your heart and say, what is happening inside of me right now? And if you're not spending time journal, like, let's talk about what also brings you home journaling, right? Turning off the noise of other people's thoughts on Instagram and journaling meditation, 
calming yourself down and being so quiet that you can actually hear the inner voice rather than the saboteur and your critic and all the other voices that are in your head, right? Meditation has changed my life because it took all of the energy that I was looking out for and brought it inside. Like that's what coming home is. You go inside so that you don't have time to be asking a million people what you think they sh- you should do about your life, right? And you build a relationship with the divine, right? That's what ends up happening when you stop comparing yourself or judging other women. And then you do end up supporting other women. Like that's the full circle is like you start being inspired and supportive and you want to be around other women and you are rooting for other women and celebrating other women because you just don't have time to be in the energy of the fear and the despair and right. Compare, compare and despair. How do you, like you will end up like you back to what you said earlier too. Like the fastest way to feel like shit is comparing yourself to other people, right? And the fastest way to fall in love with yourself is to take responsibility for yourself and celebrate what is true for you and your gifts. And you just don't have energy for anything. Um, I hate the low vibe thing, but I guess I don't know what else to say about it. Like you don't have energy for fear or comparison and judgment when you are living from your truth, because your energy is used elsewhere. It's used in service to creating a beautiful life, to supporting other people, to, you know, lift, like lifting other people around you, you know, like, God, when I think about women sitting around and just like judging other women it breaks my heart or, or complaining about dating, even, you know, judging men, it's like, okay, you know, yeah, not everybody's for me. No big deal. Okay. Like that, that's, that doesn't make you less than, or you're not rejected and you're not a failure and you're not broken and bad and wrong. And, you know, I will say if you haven't done, you know, your astrology chart or human design reading with someone, do it so that you can see part of the design that is you. Cause that does help you stop comparing because it just becomes insane to say, oh, I'm not actually designed to operate that way. Or I'm not designed to have that thing that that person has. Cause then you do find what's true for you too. Yeah, I'm really glad you brought that back because I was going to mention that earlier and I forgot. Like human design and and astrology were like the greatest tools to help me start to believe in myself and know myself and love myself because it's basically telling you the specialness of who you oh are. And Erin Claire Jones is a phenomenal writer. She's she's a human design expert on Instagram, Erin Claire Jones, and she has a client of mine that was just at the immersion did um, her uh, her human design blueprint. Oh, yeah. that. I think it's like a hundred bucks, and you get like a booklet, and it describes you. And I read the first page of hers, and I was in tears. Like it was so beautiful, and like so moving. And I thought, gosh, the every I almost want like every woman I work with for me to gift this to them. Cause it's, it is so, that was one of the biggest ways that I started to learn to love myself and honor myself. It was hearing who I actually really am, you know, and here, like I have a Leo North node in human design, which is about like Leo king of the jungle, queen of the jungle, being a leader, being in the spotlight. Like my life's purpose is connected to that. And yet it's also going to be the biggest challenge for me. So knowing that at the time I was like, oh my gosh, seriously, that's who I meant to be. And meanwhile, I'm so jealous and in comparing myself to every woman who's like that because they were representing where I was headed. That's actually what's happening. Even guys I was obsessed with. I had this Mm. one guy I was obsessed with for two years and turns out he was like a speaker, teacher, coach, and he was so amazing on stage and he was so influential and he was so heart-centered, but very powerful. And he was simply representing where I was headed without me knowing it at the time. So life is a mirror. It's a mirror. It's a mirror. 
race is long. In the end, it's only with yourself. Your life is your own and everyone around you that pisses you off, that, that, that you judge, that you compare yourself to, that you're jealous of, that you're insecure around, they are reflecting something in you. So that's the practice with journaling. There's an actual practice you can do is to turn the attention around. Okay, here's all my judgments or here's all my comparison. Here's the stories I'm making up. What are they reflecting? What part of me am I ready to start to pay attention to? So if I'm a really passive woman and I'm around a woman who's really outspoken, she might be outspoken in a saboteur kind of way where she's bitching and mean to everyone. And like, you know, it, it might not be in, in a healthy way, but regardless, it's still reflecting like, oh, she's outspoken. I don't speak up. Okay, that's what it's reflecting. It's not necessarily the exact same thing, but there's something in there for you. So that's a great self-inquiry practice to see and to, to, to take your power back in those moments because as soon as, as long as we're staying in the energy of comparison, you are disempowering yourself. You are, stay, you are staying disconnected from you as opposed to being like, okay, there's something in you that's in me. So yeah, love all of this. Mm -hmm. I mean, gosh, we could go on and on, but your life is your own. It's not supposed to be the same as anyone else's. You know, all these industries, like the fashion industry teaches us, we're all supposed to dress the same, get your freaking color palette done, find out your style palette that's based on your body type and start dressing from that place. Like that, that that's actually, so you, 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 your color palette is clothing that brings out your own natural beauty that changed my life too. There's so many things, but like, Instead of being in these industries, the beauty industry is telling you you need to look like everyone else, the cosmetic industry. It's like you, when you are home you like, and you are doing things that are in alignment with who you are and that feel good to you, now you're going to see yourself. You're not going to see yourself when you're trying to be like how you're told to be. So yeah, anyways, you can't be happy, but you just can't be happy though. No, you never will. Never will. It's fake happy. You'll never, you'll never feel good. I, I. Yeah, I remember fashion. I used to always be like, oh my God, I got to wear the cool, trendy thing around my friends. And then I would wear the cool, trendy thing and I'd feel weird and I'd feel uncomfortable <laughs> and I would not feel like me. And then once I got my color palette done and just started dressing in clothing that felt good to me and that I felt beautiful in, instead of looking in the mirror and being like, what looks beautiful? It's like, how do I feel? What I wear the, like at the immersion, I wear these dresses that are flowy and they feel beautiful. And then I feel more confident. It's, it's how you feel, pay attention. And again, about the feeling thing, get nervous system regulation work done as well. Somatic experiencing. Um, if you have a hard time identifying how you feel, get your nervous system regulated because that is an important part of knowing how you feel and how to internally reference, you exactly. know, it's, it's, if you have trauma, it's going to be hard. If you've been well-versed for decades in doing what you think you're supposed to be like, that's the final thing. If you're using language of supposed to, or should yes. you're moving away from your authentic truth. Right. So that's another practice to stop comparing, you know, to help you stop comparing, noticing when you're using those words and stop breathe and reset and ask, what do I actually want yes. right now? Yes. Yes. So, Get curious about your you. own desires, your own desires, what lights you up, what feels good, what feels nourishing. Um, and keep us posted. Let us know how it goes. We love you. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a sister who, you know, compares herself to other women and we'll see you next week. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. 
For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.